Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Monday, January 8th, 2024. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. My uh, my beard is looking a little frothy. I, I went to go use my clippers on it on Sunday morning, and I, it's broken. Broken clippers. Was- this is when I know you haven't been on TV in a while. It's a little gray again. When you get on TV, you got to get that thing TV all darkened up. Not on, a, I don't know, usually when you go and call the games or something like oh. battle bots or something oh. like that, you get it darkened up. I guess you don't care too much about this. That's not true. That's not true. I had an, uh, I had a mascara a little bit. She did a great job, our makeup artist, last okay. night. And, uh, so you did do it. Okay. Yeah, I did. It just kind of falls by the wayside after a night of rolling around on my pillow. I didn't even check. There's probably mascara all over it. Probably a great look for me. All right. We're here to talk baseball i loved it there were a ton of moves since we did our last show so let's get to it with the oh my god the the dodgers made a move who who would have seen this coming uh this time they add outfielder teoscar hernandez just one year 23 and a half mil eight million of it's going to be deferred to like 2097 whatever year we're going to be in uh did la really need him or are they just showing off now um, I mean, they've been searching for a, a right-handed power bat. So, yeah, I guess they did need him. And Freeman had even been, you know, in the media talking about, we need a right-handed power mm-hmm. bat that can play left field. Well, you got one in Teoscar Hernandez. And I, I don't know if they need him necessarily. The lineup was already very uh, uh, scary, if you will. Uh, but look, this is this is the Dodgers taking an advantage of the situation they're in. That's basically it. I mean, they we know that what the TV deal is. We know they're going to spend some money. But I think, and I mentioned this on Talking Baseball earlier today, I think right now, you know, for these one-year deals, like, they're such an attractive place for players to go. Teoscar coming off, like, not so great of a year, and you, we talk about these guys wanting, a, you know, a re-platform year. Is there a better place to go if you're an offensive player than L.A. right now? Going to be surrounded by people that are going to be on base. Your counting stats are going to go up just being in that lineup. The opportunities to drive in runs – um, the pitches that you're going to get because they don't want to give it to the other guys, uh, it's just going to be different. So I think it makes a lot of sense for Teoscar. Um, you have the best chance to win a World Series. I mean, one of the best chances to win a World Series. Um, you get to play in L.A. They're offering more money than any other place is offering right now. You might have to defer some of it, but so what? Um, so I guess to answer your question, they didn't need this, uh, but they were looking for it. And for Teoscar, I think that he needed this. I think he needed a place to go play, uh, reestablish himself in the free agent market. I think he's going to do great there. Last year, some of the numbers were skewed a little bit. Uh, on the road, he was great. At home, in Seattle, not so great. And that definitely is a thing. There are sometimes you just do not feel good at a park for whatever reason. You don't see the ball. You don't feel as strong. Um, I think that he's going to get in this lineup. He's going to get in that L.A. weather, and it's just going to be like – I mean, you can you could – you can, with a Sharpie, ride in 25-plus home runs for Teoscar Hernandez next year. Yeah, I mean, he's done that four straight years of at least 25 homers. The thing is, is that he had some of his worst numbers 
since his rookie year in 2016 when he came up with the Astros. Um, <clears throat> his chase rate was horrible, led the American League in strikeouts. Uh, his whiff percentage was among the worst in the league. So he's got to get better. I don't. I, his walk rate was the lowest of his career. Uh, so there's certainly room to to improve. I don't know how much of that happens in your early 30s, but maybe it can for him. Uh, I do think that the Dodgers probably needed it. I think it's a, I think it's a great move for them. We always talk about how one year deals are are wonderful for franchises, right? Because you can get off of it. <laughs> You're going to very quickly. And I think that um, Andrew Friedman. And Gomes probably looked around the league and said, okay, Eduardo Rodriguez, left-hander, just added in our division to the team that represented the National League in the World Series. Chris Sale just got traded to the Atlanta Braves, so now you've got Freed and you've got Sale that you might have to deal with in a short series. We want to make sure we have some right-handed sticks in there. So I think it all makes sense. Um, it was fine. You know, to me, it's hilarious that they're deferring money now on a one-year deal. And I just sit here and I wonder, and it's it's not a topic for today, but I do like to bring it up. The Dodgers have found this this loophole in the system. They were not, you know, the whole idea of the CBT was to make it so the teams wouldn't go over it. And now they're avoiding it. And instead of it counting 23 and a half against the CBT, it's 19 or whatever. And it's just, okay, I get it. I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. It's just I wonder if the league, if the players and the owners will sit there and say, do we have to come up with a stronger program? I don't know if they do because this is this is on the players for taking this deferred money. You don't want to defer money. That's not a smart business decision. Now, if it's enough money where it counteracts and the present day values more than you know your other offers, then sure. But like, you know, with the Shohei deal, they're counting it as $43 million a year. I mean, that's about what everyone thought he was going to get paid, or even less than what people thought he was going to get paid per year. So I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a Dodgers finding a loophole. It's it's them saying, come play with us, and the players saying, okay, we'll defer money. Because typically, you know, if you get a massive deal, you might defer some money. And over the last few years, like Scherzer deferred like 50% of the money or something like mm -hmm. that. But typically it's been, that's just add on, like, hey, cool, like later on in my life, I'll, I'll have a check coming in. But you you want your money up front. That's the smart financial thing to do. So for the Dodgers to be able to convince you know these guys to 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 take that extra money in the back end is, I don't want to say it's a loophole. I just think that they have the power right now with the roster they have and the star power there and the draw. Like L.A. is a draw right now for for free agents, and they know that, and they're taking advantage of that fact more so than creating a loophole i think you have to convince players to take deferred money and they've been able to do it yeah but when they came up with this system i don't think anybody thought that we would see an offseason like the one where the dodgers have had with this much deferred money well certainly over the last few seasons because he's not the only player that has done that um so i all i'm saying is that once you you have a system in place you think it's going to work one way and all, and all of a sudden it doesn't I wonder if they go back to the drawing board a little bit somewhere down the road. That's all. That's yeah, all. I mean, I saw a lot of people saying, you can't defer money on a one-year deal. You can defer money on any deal. Of course you can. I, I don't know if it makes sense, but you certainly can. Um, Robbie Ray to San Francisco for Mitch Hanniger and Anthony DeSclafani. Ray will not be available until midseason at the earliest. He's coming off of Tommy John. He can also opt out of the last two years of his deal last three years of his deal i believe after 2024 uh good move for actually i've got i gotta get my math right on that i will in a second is this a good move for the giants let's just start with that 
I can I can paint a picture both ways here for both organizations. Uh, for San Francisco, I believe you know a lot of these general managers or president of baseball ops are looking around at, at what starting pitching is costing uh, these days. And Robbie Ray, you know, let's I know he's hurt right now, um, but let's not forget like the type of pitcher he can be. Uh, 2017, great year. 2021, 2022, great years where he pitched 32 starts a year. Like this guy can be that type of pitcher. And if you're able to get him, I think it's three years, 73 left That's what it on is. the deal, like you said. Um, I think they're jumping at that chance saying, look, we want an impact pitcher. We need an impact pitcher here. And we think he can be that guy and we can get him for X amount of dollars. And they had to get up Mitch Hanniger and, and, and Discofani. Um, but you know, with Hanniger, there not necessarily a ton of room out there with Yaz, Conforto, uh, with Lee that just signed there. So I think they're they're dealing from uh, a surplus. Um, so I think they're banking on you know Ray figuring things out and 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 being a guy who they can put with with Webb and Cobb and and have him. And you, now you, all of a sudden you have a, these three, and then if Harrison becomes something, you have these four. So I, I think they're banking on the upside that's there. So. I will I will say this. I do think it is good for San Francisco because and it has to work out. It, it could blow up in their face 100%. I don't think he's going to opt out, so I think he will be there the mm-hmm. next 3 years. And if need be, you can trade him again. He had an opt out. He had a full no trade clause his first 2 years, which is hilarious in Seattle. Yeah. So the first time they can trade him, they do. Um they're banking on the upside, Chris Rose, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I do like this deal for the Giants. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that Jerry Depoto. I mean, he I, he must have been exiting out waited. the days on the oh, calendar. Oh my god! <laughs> he had it circled. Right. Robbie Ray can be traded on this day <laughs> within like 72 hours. See ya. We really loved having you. Sorry you pitched one game in 2023, but good luck in San Francisco. I think it's a brilliant move by San Francisco. I really do. What's the one thing, you know, they haven't been able to lasso that big guy, right? Well, we're going, we're going after this dude in free agency. And we're going after that dude in free agency. And now you've got a guy who was a Cy Young Award winner not all that long ago. Now, are there some pitching headaches that come with Robbie Ray? Does he walk too many guys? Yeah, of course he does. But he also can blow dudes away. I mean, just, like, you see that ball come out of his hand. And if he can get back to that, great. And so I think it's definitely a risk worth taking. I agree with you. I don't think that a couple of healthy months for Robbie Ray will allow him to um, opt out. But hey, I could maybe, be, but maybe. It's, it is right now. We've seen crazier shit, right? Like people are like, oh man, Frankie Montas. He pitched one game last year. Let's give him sixteen million. He freaking pitched one game after shoulder surgery, and he they just gave him sixteen million in Cincinnati. So. Is it possible that if Robbie Ray puts together a few healthy, productive months that he opts out of the last two years of that deal right around 50 million? I suppose it's possible. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's definitely possible. So two years, 50 is what he has to beat. Yeah, I mean, less than 50, but uh, I think he yeah, if he right goes there. out there and starts games mm-hmm. and has his strikeout rate where it always is and you know his numbers look decent, has a couple good outings, he might opt out. He might. God, I think we just talked ourselves I, into having that's him That's crazy out, because I came into the show saying, like, there's no way this guy's going to opt out. Coming off TJ, all this stuff. If he looks that good, there's 100% the possibility that he can opt out. So I don't know, man. It just shows you how starved we are for pitching. 
you know? And then when you miss out on a guy, well, it'll be interesting to see where Snell and Montgomery end up dollars wise. That'll be, yeah, that'll be fascinating, but we could see Robbie Ray in his early thirties, probably get an, a four year contract for another 90 million or something. And it, I guarantee you, We'll be talking at this time next year saying, man, you remember when we were talking about Robbie Ray and there was no way he was going to opt out of the last two years of his deal in San Francisco, and now he's signed like with the Tigers for four years and 90. 100%. And, and you know what? The Giants might see his rehab going well. They might see him throw a few games and say, hey, Robbie, how about we, we add on a couple of years for you? And then we yeah. put that uh, opt out a little later on in the package. They might do that. Hey, so it is the new year. That means you got some New Year's resolutions. I've got one for you. Take time for yourself. And that means that at the end of a busy work day or whatever you have packing your schedule these days, you just want to come home, have a good tasting meal, put your feet up, maybe have a beverage, watch a mm. show, read a mm. book, hang mm. out with your honey. I don't care whatever it is. Got the perfect solution for you. Go take care of yourself with Factor. It'll get you ready for the new year. It is ready-to-eat meal delivery service. It takes the stress out of meal planning, sets you up for success in your new year. What does that mean? You don't go to the grocery store after work where you're tired and you're hungry. You're like, oh, I need that. I need that. I need that. Then you're eating like crap, and you still have to prepare your food. Instead, get the chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals that are delivered right to your door. They've got more than 35 meals to choose from each week, and that includes plenty of options out there. If you want keto-friendly, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. I love them. Why? Because when I open the door, particularly at lunchtime, I stare in our fridge, and I'm like, Jesus, what am I going to eat here? But when I have my factor order in, perfect. I puncture a few uh, spots with a fork, I throw it in the microwave. Two minutes later, I'm eating. I'm feeling great. And Factor now has loads of healthy snack options for breakfast. For They got smoothies. They got juices. They got snacks. Anything you need. What I need you to do is head on over to factormeals.com slash today50. You can use that code today50, and you're going to get 50% off. Once again, factormeals.com slash today50. Get half off. Enjoy your food. All right, we continue on with the back half of that San Francisco-Seattle trade. Uh, the Mariners move off of a Cy Young winner for two guys who were injured and also underperformed last year. Why does this make sense for Seattle? Well, there's a couple quotes that I can go to. First of all, I think my take is I'm not really sure how it makes a ton of sense for Seattle. Oh. They, have, they have pitching depth. We know that's what they have in spades there. So they have guys... Uh, that they like. I think what we mentioned about with DePoto, like wanting to get off of the contract sounds about right to me. So that's why it makes sense for them. Um, and sometimes a guy doesn't match up with the organization or they don't, I, I don't know. I would have kept Robbie Ray if I was the Mariners. I'm trying to make sense of it all. I, I know they like Mitch Hanniger. Obviously he's been there a ton. I like the outfield that they've, they've come up with, you know, in the off season. It's going to be Hanniger, uh, Luke Rayley and J-Rod out there. I, I, uh -huh. I like that a lot. Plus some young guys to mix in there as well. Uh, some guys that we saw come up last year um, that have some promise. So I think mainly it's getting off the salary, getting off of that contract. And we said DePoto probably just was waiting for the day that he could do it. So I think that's why it makes sense for the Mariners. Um, they get a guy that can help them right away uh, with Di Scofani. 
a depth piece in their rotation, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Hanniger's not like what they've gone after necessarily or tried to go after uh, this offseason where they're trying to cut down strikeouts. It's not like he's some contact-oriented hitter, but they do know him. They do like him a lot. Right. Um, so I think the number one reason is just salary relief. Okay. Right? It, but so by that's the way, why that's it makes part sense of the equation. Well, it does when you read that they are very uncertain, like a lot of teams in Major League Baseball, about their regional sports network tie-in and the cash flow they're going to get from that. That is a real story. I don't know how we dig deeper on this one. Um, I'm going to have a special Rose rotation coming out with three baseball writers that I really respect. That'll be coming out next week, and it's going to be one of the topics we're going to hit on because I think it's a story that has affected teams as they prepare for the 2024 season and beyond. And I think that the Mariners are one of those that are up in the air. I don't know. Maybe it's an excuse, but they are definitely watching their dollars and cents this season. It just feels like with every deal that they've made. Now, as far as on the field, if Jerry DePoto could set his DeLorean for, he doesn't have to set it for 1955 like they did in movie Back to the Future, which is a classic. If you haven't seen it, please dial it up. You'll like it even if you're a 17 or 21-year-old kid these days. It still holds value. Uh, he would set it for 2021 because that was the year where Hanniger kind of peaked, had more than 60 extra base hits, and DeSclafani was a dependable, really solid starting pitcher. So if he could do that, he would. Do I think they're okay. going to get there? I'm rooting for it because I think it's – I don't know DeSclafani. I know Hanniger. I really dig him. I like him. I know he was so excited to go home. You know, he grew up in the Bay Area, I believe, and it just didn't work out, right? It just was horrible for him. I want him to get back up there and feel good. And I don't know if he could be a 39 homer guy like he was that year. But, damn, you go hit in the low to mid-20s and you don't strike out 180 times, that could be good. DePoto, I mean, he's always got some quotes. He had another quote saying he wanted to even out their payroll, get some more on the offensive side, not so pitching heavy. So there's an equation there. They got a lot of equations up there in Seattle. and I don't know, man. I they wanted to get rid of the money. That's it. Yeah, and, and but the ma- the money did balance out because it transferred from one side to another. So this was a yeah. cash even distribution between the two teams here. But if you want to do simple math, the Mariners got two players and got rid of well, one. For, yeah, for next year it evens out. Then it's only one year of Disco Fani. Right. Right. Uh, in the meantime, let's see here the uh, the Rays. They continue to Ray. They traded for Jose Caballero from Seattle. They send Luke Rayleigh to the Pacific Northwest. You mentioned that. Then former all-star reliever Andrew Kittredge goes to St. Louis for Richie Palacios, who will be a, a depth piece on the infield and the outfield. At some point, based on all these moves, and they traded Glass now and everything, are you going to lose faith in the Rays and how they do business? What do you mean? This is exactly how they do business. So what do you mean lose faith? They won 99 games last year. They haven't changed course. Like they just went out and got two players they can control for the next five years at no cost, essentially. Like I don't, I, I didn't understand this question. So what I would say is this, they traded Tyler Glass now for two guys who we think are going to be really good, right? In, in uh, Pepio and um, who was it? DeLuca they got? DeLuca, John DeLuca. Yeah. And now they traded Kittredge who, when he's been healthy, has been really good for Palacios, who feels like a back end of the roster sort of guy. And Luke Rayleigh, 
was freaking awesome last year. I mean, awesome. And they got him for a light-hitting middle infielder who they think is going to be their shortstop because of the Wander Franco situation. And uh, Walls is not going to be ready for the start of the year because of an injury. But he's played more second base than shortstop, so we really don't know if he's an everyday shortstop. We think he is, and he's a really good defender, particularly at second base. So it just feels like maybe they, I don't know, they're getting rid of good players. This is this is what they do, though. This is what they do, and I'll I'll counter some of your stuff there. Um, I'll I'll start with Luke Rayleigh. I think that one's going to be tough for them. I think that he is a very very good hitter. I just wax poetically about this guy on talking to baseball, talking about the repeatability of his swing. It's going to play. He can also steal bags. Got some versatility. I, I I really really like that. But like you mentioned, Caballero comes over, and I think he can hit. He didn't hit necessarily much in the big leagues last year. His mm -hmm. track record in the minor leagues says otherwise. So I think he will hit. He's a pain in the butt at bat. Um, like you know the Garrett Cole thing that he got into last year. I think that's got to be part of it. They they want that type of mentality on mm -hmm. the field. I think he's going to be. I said this reminds me of like an Eddie Escobar type player, a little mm. bit, a little bit, a little bit faster than old Eddie. Eddie got a little slow there at the end, but that's the kind of player I think he is. You mentioned the Wander Franco situation. I think he could go play shortstop there. Um, w w as far as the Palacios and the Kittredge situation, I think this is a great move for the Rays. They've had Andrew Kittredge forever, Chris. He's pitching some big games for them. He's been hurt. They haven't had to pay him anything. He's in his last year of control. Now they trade that guy who they've gotten a bunch of value out and paid nothing to, and now they ship him over to the Cardinals, and it makes sense for the Cardinals. They get help for the bullpen. Palacios, they got for basically for free. They paid some cash to your Guardians for him. He went off for a couple months, mm -hmm. and now they just traded him for a proven big league commodity. So like, it, it, And that trade, it works out. It makes sense from both sides where the Cardinals don't need Palacios. They have enough depth there. He's a bonus piece. He played well for them. They sold high and their opinion on him. And the Rays are like, hey, now we get another guy who's under team control with with positional flexibility, and we think you know we can tap into something, but it doesn't matter. He's going to be making league minimum. It's just, this is all the Rays, so I'm not I'm not out on the system. I think the system is working perfectly. 99 games so, last year. So it's a stupid question. A little bit, I think, unless you have a, you could convince me you've done it before. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here to ask the question. Okay. The question was, is the rate, like, is it, now is it just Not. kind of getting crazy? No, I would agree that their system, although we look at a lot of these moves, right, there's a lot of risk involved for them. There is. It's just, you know, there aren't guys walking around on this earth like Tyler Glass now. They're six foot eight that have a breaking But they were never like going to keep him. They were never I know they weren't. This him, was going so. to be their, this was going to be his last year. If he did stay in yeah. Tampa, this was going to be it. So they had to turn him into something and. I think you know I I'm fascinated to see how Pepio does because he's actually done well in limited yeah. time up here with the Dodgers. I think now that he's in his mid twenties and he's getting a shot at being a knowing that he's going to get the ball every five days, I think he could be great for them. So it'll be interesting. What are you looking at? You, you your eyes are wandering. You okay? Well, I'm just getting my my sheets up for the next oh, okay. question. I didn't know we, if there was. I, I didn't said know my part were, on the race. I didn't know if there was an intruder in there that I had to come over and take care of. There's not. Doors this way, just so everyone knows. Well, yeah, but that, isn't there a window to your left? There is a window to my left. Okay, well, I didn't know if somebody was breaking in the window. My, my I would have spacious... come over. I would have gotten in my car and I would have driven right over. I don't need your help. I got it. I'm offering my services to protect you, and you have no interest in it. 
got a bad back right now, bro. You're, you're limited in your mobility. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. New York Mets feels like they're getting a little bit busier. Uh, they bring in left-hander Sean Manaya for the next two years, 28 mil. He does have an opt-out after 2024. Um, we talked a little bit about the Mets last week after they brought in Harrison Bader on a one-year deal as well. Is this team, does it deserve to be talked about a little bit more in a positive light than maybe some people nationally are saying? Like, I don't hear much about the Mets. I'm on the fence about this one. Chris, um, mm. it didn't really work last year. And uh, I think we all know that there's some pieces that were there last year that aren't there this year. And there's some pieces that are there this year that weren't there last year. So it's a different season. I do like the lineup. You know, when you go up and down the lineup, I think there's, there's some versatility there. I think there's some power there. I think there's obviously guys that can hit for some average. Like it's, it's a nice balanced lineup. Uh, but to me, it's it's still the starting pitching. I think the bullpen's fine. They're gonna get, we're gonna get to see Edwin Diaz back again. That's gonna be great. Uh, but the starting pitching to me is still where you know I think they're trying to improve. They wanted Yamamoto. That didn't happen. So now they're pivoting to some of the I don't want to say like B grade free agents, but I guess that's kind of what they're pivoting to. Mm-hmm. Um, so do they deserve to be talked about more? I think they're talked about just enough. I don't think they need to be talked about more or less necessarily. They got to go do it on the field this year. They got to go prove that last year was an anomaly. And it could be, it could just be a one bad year. And here we go. The Mets would be cranking with that lineup. And maybe they will get some of the young guys uh, in the staff to step up. And Manaya, who added the sweeper last year, because everybody adds a freaking sweeper. And once he did that, the numbers were a lot better. If they can tap into that and some good things happen, like I, I could see this team definitely being in contention for a wild card spot. Like there's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, but I don't think they'd be talked about more or less necessarily. The one thing I will say is, my goodness, this tax that they're having to pay on every single free agent they bring in is nuts. I believe this year, the money they'll actually have to pay for Shaman and I is like $28.5 million mm-hmm. because they're paying over a dollar yep. per dollar in taxes, which is nuts to me. So I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic about the Mets lineup. I like their bullpen. The pitching staff to me is still... Uh, questionable and we know in this league you got you got to have you got to have a rotation right so uh, they're not better than the Atlanta Braves no they're not better than the Philadelphia Phillies I can be convinced they're better than the Miami Marlins who won nine more games than them last year I don't know yep yeah but that's a that's a game and a half a month it's um yeah I think that I could like I said I could be convinced that the Mets are better than the Marlins I could be convinced that they're going to be better than the second best team in the National League Central. And I yeah. could be convinced that they're going to be better than the third best team in the National League West, although I'm not 100% on that one. Because I obviously Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Padres, you got to be better than That's one of those. That's interesting. Padres, Padres and Mets, who you take in. That's interesting. So th- that's kind of where I sit with the Mets. I do think you, you kind of glossed over one thing that I think is really going to help them out a ton, and that is Edwin Diaz, obviously, right? I mean, he had an unbelievable 2022, more than 17 Ks per nine, and then what happened in the World Baseball Classic was just baseball tragedy. It really was. And then to blow out your knee, and we hope he's okay, but he's still young, not even 30 yet, I don't think. And so I still expect him to be, I don't know where the trumpets are going to be blaring. Where the hell is my damn bobblehead? Here it is. You probably can't even hear it on the Zoom, but yeah, you can't hear it. But it's you better only play eight seconds of that song. Well, ah, 
That's funny. So it's blasting in the background and it's kind of disturbing my thought. I shouldn't have hit that button. Shame on Rose. So that that's kind of where I sit. Yeah, they, they could be the sixth best team in the National League. They could be the seventh best team. I expect them to maybe make a trade or two during the season if they're close because they're their owner is not going to sit there and be like, yeah, I'll be patient. I'll see you in 2025. He's going to want to go for it next year. He's going to see what the Diamondbacks did in the playoffs after winning 84 games or whatever during the regular season and making it all the way to the World Series. I know this guy's strapped with cash and just has it falling out of every orifice that he has, but... but where do, Hold on. Where do you keep your cash? Eventually, you got to get sick of paying double. Yeah. For these guys. That's Eventually, true. you got to get sick of saying, man, this $15 million player is actually a $30 million player. You have to get sick of that at some point. So, dude, I don't know what that says for a Pete Alonso extension. Because you got to you got to shed, shed, shed to get that number down. I mean, that's crazy thinking about what they have to do right now. And it's, again, people, this was self-imposed by the owners. Okay? Right. Like, these taxes weren't, it was they made this so it would be a soft cap. And now I just can't imagine Steve Cohen being like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like eventually it's gotta tick you off a little bit that you're paying double what any other team necessarily has to pay. Well, of course. I mean, think of it if you were just going and getting nothing. It, it, just if you wanted to go furniture shopping, you're like, oh, that couch is twenty one hundred bucks. No, but for you it's forty two hundred. Well, what really? Now you're like I really want that damn couch. But you don't even get the couch necessarily because the couch, I think, is wins. <laughs> and they that's didn't true. get that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, real quickly, before we get out of here, uh, Freddie Freeman and his wife, oh, they got the hobnob with all the stars. They went to the Golden Globe. Oh, they looked fantastic. Look at them. That's a, that's a wonderful. What a lucky, what a lucky woman she is. Anyway, if you could go to one of the award shows... Would you, if somebody was like, hey, you know what? We've got seats. They're decent seats. You and Liv can go. Do you ever call her Liv? Yeah, I, I do call her Liv. I do. Okay. Sorry, I didn't want to step in the wrong area. Okay. All right. Would you Would you want to go? Um, I think I'd only go to like a music award show. I want to see the, the Grammys. performances. Yeah, Grammys, MTV Music Awards. Back in the day, the BET Music Awards, that stuff was going down. At those award shows, so I, I would do I would do a music award show. I, I could give a, I could give a you know what about yeah. Golden Globes, Academy Awards, all those things like that. Well, first of all, I would have to I got to continue to drop pounds if I'm going to go to one of these. I don't yeah. want to be in because I'm only going once. It's like your wedding; you want to make How sure you, that you had to have gone to something like this. You're famous. No, I've never gone to one of these award shows. Uh -uh. Really? I haven't, hell, I haven't even gone to the ESPYs. I was just saying, no ESPYs for you? No, no. Haven't gone to the ESPYs. You know, I think that's the one where I would have liked to have gone because I actually know some of the people there. This, the Hollywood scene doesn't do much for me. It really does. I know I've lived out here a quarter century, but I'm not a huge fan of it all. I have immense respect. Like, that acting shit is not easy for the most part, but... Just not a, not a huge fan. Can I let it? Can I like pull back the curtain a little bit? Once you Please. meet like an actor or two, you're like, what the fuck? Well, first of all, they're all this big. They're all the <laughs> they. They just they're a little different than my mindset most of the time. Oh yeah, the, the yeah, ones yeah, that I've yeah. met. Well, first of all, they don't understand like live stuff. When you do live, 
They're like, you do live? I'm like, yeah. You don't do have to do extra takes? No, no, no. Like, once the game starts, like, you can't redo that shit. <laughs> They're not like, uh, you know what? That um, I didn't love that pitch. We didn't get it at a great angle. Can you throw it again? <laughs> no. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's get some more signings. You know, these fun ones are trickling in. Let's get There's still some big-name players out there. Let's get it going. That's a word of warning to all you GMs out there. we got a month before camp starts. Let's pick up the pace a little bit, please. Because we're still doing a couple shows a week. Fire this baby off. Uh, Three sauces see- to the Twins. Oh, okay. Trying to make that happen. Put it out in that universe. Why not? Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We really appreciate you joining us here on Baseball Today. Hey, everybody. It's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.